good to see you here. It's good to have our visitors, brother and sister Hall, with us this morning. It's good to have Keaton up from Louisiana. Come up here to, I think he came up here to in, investigate the weather. He said it was colder than what he had been used to. So it is a little colder up here. We're a little closer to the North Pole than they are. <laughs> but anyway, it's a wonderful day. Lord's been good to us. You might be turning to John chapter 17 for our lesson today. John 17, while you're turning there, let me say I've got some, an asthmatic condition and, I, and my medicine, I ran out of it, and of course on the weekend. And, and uh, so I hope that my voice will hold out and that it won't annoy you too much. But uh, I want to I give praise to the Lord this morning. And uh, thank you, hon. And uh, praise Him for all of His goodness. Amen. And I was, uh, I was uh, glad to hear the song that was selected this morning at Calvary. I often tell people that that's the story of my life. Years I spent in vanity and pride. Caring not, my Lord was crucified. Knowing not that for me, it was for me, he died. I didn't know that. Most people don't, most Americans don't know that. You know, they just think the world's going to go on and uh, if there is a God, well, he'll be good to me someday. If there's not, I, if there's not one, well, I'll die like a horse. But I'd like to declare this morning that as one of his representatives, I'd like to declare that there is a God. And he's very much in charge, and he's, he's, uh, uh, he's king of kings, lord of lords. You just don't know it yet. He's going to take over. And uh, Jesus said when he arose from the dead, talking to the apostles, he said, all power is given to me both in heaven and in earth. And uh, agnostic says, I don't see him in charge of the earth. No, not yet. But he's going to be. And us Christians... We believe in a millennial reign. And Christ is going to reign on this earth, this earth, this earth for a thousand years. And he's going to rule these unruly rebels with a rod of iron. And so I'm looking forward to that. I don't know many details, but uh, the Bible says it and I believe it. And, uh, you know, I, I have had friends that we would discuss that, and uh, we'd always wind up saying, I'd like to know more about it. Well, by, right now it's by faith, but then it's going to be by sight that we'll have the millennial reign, the Lord will reign from, uh, uh, Zechariah says he'll reign from Jerusalem, and I believe that. And if we read, read a little bit in the uh, Revelation, book of Revelation, the dragon is persecuting the lady that brought forth the man-child. And Brother Chris alluded to that. It's still happening. 
It's still happening, you know. The devil is after Israel. Now, one man said, and I hadn't researched it, but I think it's right, that Israel has been on the brink of annihilation six times. And, you know, some of us older people can think about Hitler and uh, Napoleon and some more world or, uh, nations that has tried Haman and, and the book of Esther. And uh, they say that it's happened six times and it's going to happen one more time. The man of sin, according to the book of Revelation, is going to, he is persecuting the woman that brought forth the man child and he still is. Right. But he's not going to succeed. He's not going to succeed. Now, we hear things on your news report about uh, the Palestinians over there and, and, and those uh, uh, groups of, of uh, terrorists talk about annihilating Israel. God gave that country over there to Abraham's kids. Right. Now, he didn't give me and you any, any earth as a promise, but he did them. He gave Abraham's children, and, 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 and he put the bounds on it. You can, get the, you can take your map, and you can trace it. Well, that's the only man God ever gave any real estate to. But they're going to get it. They're going to get it. And so them people over there is trying to run them off in the ocean. I, uh, <laughs> my wife had a meeting with one of the Israeli. He wasn't a consulate, but he was in that, in that realm. And he asked us to go have lunch with him the other day. And, and uh, when we did, I, I said, uh, why don't Israel pump that Mediterranean seawater in them, in them tunnels and annihilate that. He said, oh, we've thought of that. <laughs> so, but he wouldn't go into detail, and I didn't press him. And I, I'm just saying that in passing, you know. But they're, they're not, they're not going to run them out. The Israel is here. And I said before, and let me say again, and I'll get into the lesson. God has got Two groups of people that he's particularly interested in on the earth, in the earth. That's the church and the nation of Israel. The nation of Israel. And he's interested in them. Now, as Brother Chris alluded to, he's interested in other people too, and we'll try to get into that today in our lesson. Uh, now, <clears throat> I've been trying to teach the book of John, and... Uh, uh, I'd like to say in preference to our lesson today, Jesus has been talking to his apostles. He is preparing them to leave. Now, think with me a minute. The Lord has been with them three and a half years, approximately, and he was the light of the world and and he would correct them when they would make mistakes. And, and, uh, and he would show Peter up when Peter made 
statements like, I'm going to take the world for Christ. Uh, but, but here he is preparing them for him to leave. And they are very sad about it, and I understand that. But in chapter 16, he said, I'm going to send you a comforter. And as we, as we tried to say last Sunday, he was a comforter to believers, but he was a reprover to unbelievers. Now, in our dispensation, the Holy, the Holy Ghost is, is a reprover to lost people. Now, you might come to church. I've had a, a one or two people say, I don't much care to go down there because I don't feel comfortable. And, and I'm thinking, well, I'm, I'm for you, and I would like to be your friend, but I don't want you to feel comfortable in your heart until you find the Lord because God designed it that way. Now, let me say something right here. In our dispensation, nobody gets saved that's not get under conviction. That's the Holy Ghost. That's his job. And he will always do it. I may not do my job, but he'll do his. And, and, and let me say this. We sing a song, I've never been sorry. And if you get saved, you look back on your conviction and say, I've never been sorry now. And you see, that's the way God works. Now, I can't change it. A preacher can't change it. That's just the way God is. That's the way, that's the way he deals with us. And uh, so I'm, I'm up here to say that God deals with men today. <coughs> As I get into chapter 17 now, uh, we're going to find that the Lord is going to speak to the Father. And as Brother Bell has told us, and, and it's true, this is the real Lord's Prayer. Chapter 17 is the real Lord's Prayer. Now the one that he told them previously, when you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, so forth, that was a model prayer. <coughs> Excuse me, and, and, and it's okay for you to say that because God's name is holy. He's holy, holy, holy. He's from everlasting to everlasting, and he knows everything. Seven, they say there's seven billion people on the earth today, and God's so wise, he knows the thoughts of every one of them. Now don't try to figure that out, that'll hurt your head. But, but, but that's who he is. He's sovereign in all of his ways. <laughs> now, I don't hesitate to use that word sovereign. Of course, some, some people think that, that that makes you a Calvinist if you just use it. Well, I'm not a Calvinist. I'm like a good preacher said one time. They run up to him and said, Are you a Calvinist or Armenian? He said, I'm not either one. I'm a Baptist. And that's who I am. And there, there's verses in here that goes both ways. But, but uh, let, me, let me read this to you, and you follow with me if you will. Uh, John chapter 17. 
These words spake Jesus and lift up his eyes to heaven. In other words, he was praying and said, Father, the hour is come, glorify thy Son, that thy Son may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Now, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> That does not mean that God had gave Jimmy Smith a passport to heaven and sent Harry Jones to hell. Does not mean that. It just means that all that the Father gave him, as I said a while ago, Holy Spirit conviction is letting the sinner know that there's something wrong with him before God. Now, I'm not trying to be judgmental there. I'm just telling you what the Bible said. See, sin has got us all condemned. Well, John 3, 17, you know, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have a everlasting life and, and so <clears throat> he that believeth in him is not condemned but he that believeth not is condemned already see God don't have to do anything else for you to be condemned if you're lost like I was lost and I didn't know it I didn't know it I thought I was a pretty good Joe see but the preacher said God said that we are children of, uh, of wrath by nature. Ephesians 2 and 3. So by nature. You see what I mean? You said, well, Mr. Pollard, how come that nature on me? Because you are Adam's descendant. I am Adam's descendant. So by nature, we're children of wrath. See? And you say, I don't like that. I don't like to go down there and hear that. Wait a minute, I got good news. I got good news. God does not want to leave you there. God won't send his son to die for me and you that he might forgive and forget your sins. <clears throat> See, I'm reminded, I'm reminded, I say this once in a while. Forgive me for repeating myself. We're under the new covenant. You're not under the old covenant. We're under the new covenant. Now what that did for me and you, it lets God appropriate Jesus Christ's righteousness to me and you, and he can forget what we used to be. Yeah. Aren't you glad he forgot what we used to be? I'm glad he got, yeah, that's the new covenant. Read it in Hebrews chapter 8. See? Hebrews chapter 8. That God would remember our sins and iniquities no more. <laughs> now somebody said, well, we're going to judgment, aren't we? Yeah, we are. But if you're saved, not for sin. Because God took care of that at Calvary. <clears throat> 
But anyway, Jesus is talking to the Father, and a lot of people go, go to seed right here, and they start going towards Calvinistic ideas. Now let me, give you, let me give you a thought here. Jesus is letting his people in on a talk that he has with the Father. And what he's saying here is between he and his Father. See, it's not for us to gather some ideas and go to seed on it. See? And, and you say, well, uh, in God's sovereign, God is sovereign. God is sovereign. Amen. And one, one preacher said, he saves everybody that's savable. <clears throat> now, what does that mean? That means they get under conviction, they call on the name of God in a pure heart, and God forgives their sins. Now, he, he washes away our sins. Uh, uh, Revelation chapter 1, verse 5 says he washed us in his own blood. Now, he didn't do that on earth. He did that in heaven. But he sent you, if you're saved, he sent you the Holy Ghost as a comforter to let you know something's happened to you. You wouldn't want to go through life and say, and somebody walk up to you and say, well, are you saved? Well, I don't know. Well, God sent the Holy Ghost as a comforter to let you know. Now, I don't want to get beside myself on that, but it don't mean that all the days of your life after you get saved, you're going to be shouting and hollering and singing. It don't mean that. But it just means that you have, when you, that you desire to go to where the Word of God is taught and preached, and that the Word of God uh, 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 quickens you in a joyous way. You see what I mean? So God sent you that to let you know you got something. See? So Jesus is talking to the Father here, and he said, uh, Father, thou art come, glorify thy Son, as thy Son also may glorify thee. Now let me, let me say something to you on this. I've studied this, and Jesus... When he came to earth through the Virgin Mary, and I do mean virgin, he left his glory, some of it in heaven. Now he didn't he didn't leave it, he didn't leave his deity. He left his glory. One preacher said he left the ivory palaces of heaven to come down here and live in abject poverty. And he's told them, he said, birds have their nest, and, but the Son of Man hath not a place to lay his head. And when you read his life, from a standpoint of humanity, he kind of went through life in poverty stricken. Now I know, I know he had power to feed 5,000, well, uh, with uh, five loaves and two fishes. And he's, like I said, he kept his deity, but he, he endured abject poverty. So now then, he is getting ready, and he knows that he's getting ready to retain 
the glory that he had with the Father. And he's letting these apostles know that. See? I mean, they didn't know. Uh, they knew he was Lord and they knew he was Jesus, but uh, they, they, they did not know about his previous glory because that's what he's talking about. See? As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Now, I want to... I wanna, I want to prop that up because I do have uh, sometimes some people that that come at us and they say, uh, well, you know, uh, what the Father has given him, and and they claim they know it. They don't know it. They don't know it. The Father sends the Holy Ghost to convict us. See? Now, now, Calvinists take this, and they say, well, somebody's elected to go to heaven. Somebody's elected to go to heaven, go to hell. No. <clears throat> now, listen to me. You cannot get foreknowledge mixed up with election. Right. You just can't do it. God foreknows everything. Right. But, but what about, and, and I, had a, I had a man to accost me about it, what about uh, Cain and Abel? They brought their offerings, and you Bible readers know that. The Bible said that God was pleased with Abel and his offering. He had respect to Abel and his, and his offering, but to Cain he had not respect. Okay, we got a problem we got a problem. What is it? Well, the Lord went back to Cain and said, if you, will do, if you will do right, will you not be accepted? Now, was that God's right time to move or Cain's? Was God lying? No. Now, Cain didn't do it. But Cain had a message. He was, he was accosted to do it. That's like people today. They come down here and we say, we love you. And we do love you. We love sinners. But you need to get saved. See? Because Christ died for you. So, so God was dealing with Cain in that way. Another thing, if we, if we look at 1 Timothy chapter 2, let me read, turn there lest I don't quote it correctly. First <clears throat> uh, Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. For this, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. You think God really wants everybody to get saved? You see what I mean? But you can't go Calvinistic and say, well, God determined it. No, God foreknew it. He didn't determine it. Because what they do, they take the responsibility of men away from them. You know, I mean, I, I've heard of people <clears throat> that said, 
Well, uh, I'm, I'm not in the covenant of God, so there's no need in me worrying about it till I get there. Wait a minute. That's not in the Bible. Look unto me, all you, ha- all, all you nations of the earth, and be you saved. How about that verse? Isaiah was telling us. You see? So mankind is responsible. The devil tries to get people to think that they're, well, God's got it cut and dry. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you need to worry about it. See? And I'm saying this now as your friend, not not getting on you, not hollering at you. I just tell you. See? God so loved the world, and I know y'all hear that and and maybe some of you are saying he don't know anything else but that. But God did so love the world. And it was a world of people. Not environmental idiots. People. Not squirrels and possums and dogs. He so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. See? Now how would you feel if you were required to give one of your close relatives to die as a, as a sacrifice for your enemies. Think you could do that? God did. When we were yet enemies. <laughs> Christ died for the ungodly. You glad of that? Thank God. Peter said he's not willing that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance. Now, what did that say? It did not say God loved men so much he would let you buy with sin. It said he loved you so much he gave his son for you and now you need to come to repentance. Repentance is like Brother Chris preached recently. is pleading guilty. See? Said you can plead guilty or you can go to or you can go to trial. Now for us, for human beings, if you go to trial for your sins, you're gonna lose. The Bible has forecast that. You are gonna lose, and that's right. But if you plead guilty, God will forget what you used to be. I like that. Boy, I mean, I don't even, I don't even have to bring $1,000 to the Pope to get saved. Just plead guilty. Okay. But Jesus is talking about him going to return to his glory. Now, this does not say this, but Hebrews does. He's got another mission that when he goes back to heaven that he's going to fulfill. 
And what is that mission? Well, it's to be a high priest for me and you. <laughs> See, we've got a high priest in heaven. As I said before, when I do right, he's my mediator. When I do wrong, he's my advocate. See, First John, little children, I say that you sin not, and if any man sin, we want an advocate with the Father. Little children, is that good? Amen. Got an advocate with the Father. Now, he says, don't sin. He says, don't sin. That's what 1 John said. I say unto you that you sin not, don't sin. Next word is not but, it's and. There's a difference. And if you do, We have an advocate with the Father. Confess your fault. Confess, and he is faithful and just to forgive us. So, so, you know, we do need a high priest to see about us spiritually before God. So Jesus is going back up there, set on the right hand of God, to be that high priest and be that mediator for us no wonder he said, no man's able to pluck them out of my father's hand. You see what I mean? And, and so what am I teaching this morning? Well, number one, I'm teaching that God loves everybody. But he don't love our sins. And if we repent, he's faithful and just to forgive us. And once you get it, now I'm talking about the real deal. I'm not talking about some false religion uh, put on, once you get it, you can't lose it. And I've said this before, so forgive me. Hebrews chapter 6, the first five verses there indicates the writer there was saying, if we should, uh, I'm paraphrasing now, if we should repent and get life everlasting and lose it, we could not be renewed again because if that was God's plan, Jesus would have to come back and die again. That's what that, that's what that verse says. And I'm pretty sure he's not going to do that because he died once in the end of the world, once for all. Is that good? So Jesus is telling them here, I am going, uh, Father, restore unto me uh, the glory that I had with you before. And it's kind of a mystery to me. I, I don't really realize, Brother Bell, how much glory that he left behind. I don't, he didn't let us know that. But he did leave some behind, didn't he? I mean, he was suffering. In his flesh, his fleshly man, all of y'all know this, as he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed, Father, let this cup pass for me. That was his flesh, his fleshly part, crying out. He knew, foreknew what he was going to endure. But he said, nevertheless, 
Not my will, but thine be done. Now, the Bible doesn't say this, but apparently God said, I can't accept mankind if you don't die for them. Now, the Bible teaches that, and I don't know anywhere that it says it directly. But he couldn't. See? Why? Well, because (laughs) there's none good, no, not one. See, and I know, and I say this pretty often, worldly religion teaches, uh, teaches people that just do good, do good. If your good outweighs your bad, you'll make it. But the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible places it this way. The Lord looked down from heaven to see if there's any that sought God. Psalms 14. And there was none sought after him. There's none righteous, no, not one. Now that means me. Now, for you to get in a perfect place like heaven, you're going to have to be perfect. Before God, one man said, well, I can't do that. And I said, I can't either. So if you can't do it, you better get in a man that was perfect. You can do that. See? And, and, and he did die for you. And God did so love the world. I'm repeating myself there. But I want to emphasize that. See? We are in sin. See? We are in sin. And I'm, like Paul said, Romans, when we were enemies. So, well, I'm not an enemy of God. Wait a minute now. <laughs> are you for him? Not, I'm, not, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just trying to bring the lesson. Okay? But Christ died for the ungodly. And, and can I say this again? Nobody is too good to not need a Savior. And nobody is too bad that the Savior can't forgive you. See what I mean? Is that good? That's really good. So the Lord is telling him, Father, I'm looking for my glory. And, and he did go back to heaven, and his glory was fully restored. I'm convinced of that. See what I mean? And he went ahead and said, <clears throat> And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. (coughs) Now that's a good verse, because most people don't believe that. I'm not criticizing, I'm just noticing. Next verse says, I have glorified thee on the earth, I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father... Glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. See? Now before the world was, God and his son Jesus Christ was on their high throne. They had all, they had all the glory. But for some unknown reason, and I don't know what it is, and I never met a preacher that knew 
God desired to create man. Fully knowing. Fully knowing that he was going to go away from God. Fully knowing, you say, well, Mr. Pollard, how do you know that? Well, the book of Revelation says Jesus Christ was foreordained before the world began. See, I'm paraphrasing that. I didn't get the scripture just right, but you Bible readers know it's in there. What for? So he could save Adam's race. And I just read scriptures to you. God would have all men to be saved. You do believe believe the word of God, don't you? And Peter, Peter said, God's not willing that any would perish. Well, you can't take them scriptures now and make God love sin. You just can't do it. So you've got to get rid of sin. And you get rid of sin by confessing to God, not a preacher, not a priest, not anybody in a phone booth. <clears throat> Confess to God in your heart. See, I've sinned and come short of the glory of God. And we have. We're all sinners. Now, I don't, mean, I don't mean to say you're a sinner when I look at you. You know, you look pretty good to me, but I'm not the judge. See, how do we look to God? I think that's a question we need to ask ourselves, don't you? I think it is. All right. So the Lord here was saying, <clears throat> I... I Glorify thou me with thine own self with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. And so I want to say that This prayer that Jesus is praying, he is allowing the apostles to hear it. See, so that they can understand his, his deity. His deity. Even though he had flesh, he was deity. And he was letting them know that. See, and that they needed to know it. You and I need to know it. See, the Lord Jesus Christ is deity. Well, I'm completely out of time. I thank you for listening to me this morning. And I, I, I let me say that I'm, I'm not of myself. I don't condemn anybody. I, I don't have that power. But I just wanted to bring the message that we are condemned already, according to John 317, if we don't trust Christ as our Lord. And He is willing. And He's not willing that any should perish. That's good. That's good news to me. He's not willing that any should perish. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for your visitors that we have this morning. Hope and pray God be good to you.